You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing thermoviscous technology and the warming of composites. Now, I know we've talked about this to some extent on previous podcasts, but today we'll be learning more about it and getting a different perspective from Dr. Frank Milnar. Dr. Milnar is co-founder of the Minnesota Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry, a regular speaker on VivaLearning.com, and is a well-respected lecturer in the U.S. and internationally on direct composite restorations. And he talks about shade selection, porcelain materials, and so much more. Dr. Milnar, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk today. Well, Phil, it's a pleasure. And once again, for all the viewers out there that have followed me in my educational footprint, I want to throw it right back at you, Phil, because today it's all about our education. Education is changing, curriculum is changing, science is changing, and one thing is not changing, the people, the patients we serve, and we have to serve them in a very caring way. So I want to thank you, Phil, for really getting a very large footprint in for all ages of our clinicians at large. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And it's KOLs like yourself, Dr. Milnor, that are, you know, obviously the main thrust of information that's coming to, to our listeners. I'm kind of the moderator and have some understanding of what's going on, but you, you guys are the ones that are really involved with it. So let's begin with a simple question. Before we get into the details of warming composites, tell us historically how it all began and what actually happens when a composite is warmed. Well, always look at the history, Phil. I'm a history buff. And I didn't invent this, but I sure studied it, what happened. And I always look at it this way. The science of warming composites started in the 80s. Now, you've had a lot of speakers say things. I'm going to try to give it a different twist here today. I was privy to the GV Black Gold Foil Club in Minnesota in 1976. They were cultish. Okay, they were had loops. What are they wearing? But you know what? They delivered. They did some phenomenal gold foilers, but they were cultish. Getting back to composites, none of them were manufactured to be warmed. Um, the early hybrid composites were warmed to 155 Fahrenheit. How did they know the right temperature to cement veneers in? So the viscous advantage, I'm going to throw a new term out there for you today that you haven't heard. The viscous advantage is that something we have to pay attention because the heated composites lose half their heat within two minutes. That means you must take advantage of that thermo uh, capabilities to cool to achieve what you really want to do. Um, suppose the earlier people heating composites were using uh, syringes. Now you take a big mass of heated uh, composite material it, that the viscosity is different. Now how you can control that? It's not controllable. And then if you went to a compule fill, now, the compule ports were very large because that's what they needed to express the, the stiff material out of there. Now, if you try to heat that up, you're going to get a lot of volume coming out of there, and you can't get it into little tiny crevices where thermoviscous advantage takes place. So let's say this. Now the cat's out of the bag. The literature says that prior to this, in the 80s, this was anecdotal. It was a technique without scientific uh, evidence. Now there's over 50 referenced articles that uh, concludes about the thermoviscous advantage of the warming of the composites. And I've done it on Viva Learning. Many of your speakers have referenced uh, gap 
uh, reduction of gap formation, reduced curing time, reduced microleakage, uh, reduced shrinkage stress. It goes on and on and on. What happens? When you heat that composite material, the kinetic energy changes, and you need to get greater movement compared to room temperature composites. The material, the particles are moving faster. The kinetic energy is changing. You get better monomer conversion. Uh, you get greater depth of cure. But the bottom line, Phil, is that you say, if you have better physical properties as referenced in the literature today, it leads to better clinical outcomes. Right. So let me ask you, let me ask you this question here. So historically, you got to give credit to the uh, dentists of the past who anecdotally decided, you know what, warming the composite and changing the viscosity is going to allow us to get better adaptation. But the challenge for them was the composite itself wasn't changed to accommodate the warming. The warming was an afterthought. So fast forward to where we are now, and that's one of the things we'd love you to talk about, is uh, this new product called Viscolor, which was actually designed as a composite to be warmed. Is that correct? And if you can talk about that and the introduction of Viscolor uh, and how it relates to clinical dentistry, that would be wonderful. Okay. So once again, you had John Flukey, Mark Geisberger on, myself. Uh, we were all composite warmers, but not knowing what the evidence showed at that point. We had an inclination. We are early adopters. Now it is really clear what is happening. Now let's uh, let's give a shout out to Vocal, not to be sales salesy about it, but what they did was have the first manufactured thermoviscous technology composite. It was manufactured to be heated. This is the first of its kind, and it won't be the last of its kind. This is the first footprint. I have to give them credit as a KOL and as a tester, uh, as Fluky and Geisberger and others have been on your, your podcast, uh, we tested this product, this Viscolor product, in uh, 2019. Boco did two revisions based on our recommendation and our uh, evaluations, and then they launched Viscolor in January of 2021. Now, the launch after that was Viscolor Universal, another new technology, another thermoviscous material that was launched in March of this year. This is brand new technology, Phil, we're talking about, and you're going to have many more speakers talking about this in the future from other manufacturers. Let's give credit where credit's due to Vocal for doing this. Yeah, but one now, of the things, the, you mentioned uh, Viscolor in January, that's really Viscolor bulk. Right. That's correct. The, OK, yep. so it's, it's Viscolor Bulk and Viscolor Universal. And uh, it seems to me Viscolor Bulk has the momentum right now as the exciting, super exciting product. Is that correct? Well, think about this. You and I have you're an endodontist, but we were technically trained to put two millimeter increments into a GV black prep. OK, now, if you look at that, that doesn't make any sense because of the the polymerization stress and all these other C factors in there. Now everything's gone to bulk filling. Bulk filling is really in vogue. It's very popular and dentists really get it and they're using it. But now if you could do it with, with uh, thermoviscous technology like viscolor bulk, you're going at four millimeters and you're the at a very high fill rate, 83%, a volumetric shrinkage of 1.4 something like that, 
and now you have a, a specialized cannula that you can introduce into very small spaces, uh, especially for minimally invasive dentistry, is that you have a win-win uh, scenario. The whole thing has been revamped from the cannulas to the uh, element of how you heat it with a caps warmer or a viscolor dispenser. So once again, Voc was on the forefront. We have to mention Adent with their uh, CalSat warmer because they were the first ones to put it on the marketplace. Mm -hmm. That application tip that you're talking about is really critical, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's not a side thought. That was designed so that the doctor could actually eliminate the use of a flowable to some extent because of the low viscosity of the warming effect of viscolor. So now you're looking at a bulk fill. In, in essence, you don't really need a flowable at the bottom of a box on a DO, for instance, right? Well, coming up in my webinar on Tuesday, Phil, about the uh, materials for the post-COVID is going to be the efficiency model and cost savings model based on productivity efficiency and how to reduce overhead. So the answer is true. Why would you want a flowable base like a liner like we were taught to be and then put another two millimeters on top of that or do whatever you want. Now this does everything, the, uh, uh, the fluidity of it and the capture that you can get with a small uh, cannula and a very long cannula, you can go where other materials couldn't go before. And this is the beauty of the two-in-one application. You don't need the base, you can save materials, it's more efficient, it does everything you want and all you have to do is heat it flow it, and sculpt it. How's the aesthetics on this material? Well, the aesthetics, first of all, if we go to Viscolor bulk, the bulk fills, uh, by and large, as you know, have a more of a tendency to be more translucent uh, because you have a four millimeter increment in there. And I would say this, that I think the Viscolor bulk aesthetically is as good as I've seen. However, if you look at the physical properties, that drives everything. The chemistry and the physical properties drive the whole thing. For Viscolor Universal, which is a two millimeter increment, I like the, the model. I've always liked the, uh, the vocal models of Grandioso, Admira Fusion. Uh, with the German technology, they seem to do a very good job for aesthetics, but the German technology, just like Mercedes and others, they're known for physical properties. It's really good. Yeah. So let me ask you this, and we're wrapping up this podcast. It's been very informative, and we have another one coming up that kind of aligns with the webinar that you'll be doing for shortly, um, and that'll be on uh, best products for group practices and grow your revenue by incorporating these products and equipment into your practice. So that's coming up. But to wrap up this one, why don't most dentists use the warm composite technique? I mean, like you said, the cat's out of the bag. Well, we're dentists, Phil. We're skeptical and we don't like change. And this could be a good thing or maybe not a good thing. Occasionally, scientific unsubstantiated techniques become part of the daily routine. This is one of them. With time and continued utilization, the new ones will assume general daily routine and patient practice acceptance. So what I'm saying here, this is the case with thermoviscous technology. You can't get, it can't go backwards now. It's here. The last 30 years of research with composite materials is more focused on uh, uh, light carrying, polymerization shrinkage, placement of the light, uh, placement of the material, uh, what kind of particle size do they have, finishing and polishing. 
those were the parameters of 30 years of research. Now, this is a, another uh, something nobody's talking about. And with thermoviscous technology, now we're talking about the um, moment, the temperature at moment of polymerization, that's T TMP. And if you look at the Vickers hardness and you look at everything, the temperature at the moment of polymerization says it all. Everything goes uh, higher, the physical properties, the, the bar has been raised, uh, everything gets better. So, yeah, so it's very, is, yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, like the title says, the evidence supports the science. Apparently, the clinical evidence, after using this for several years now, is is supporting what the science is showing. I can say this is just a uh, conclusion: is thermoviscous technology, and especially with Viscolor, it unlocks the handcuffs. And if you're a thermoviscous dentist, and you have to do regular dentistry the way your dentist does, it's like being an actor in the wrong movie. It, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense. So I can say this with thermoviscous technology, with being a thermoviscous believer, it's not like you're starting all over again from scratch. You're starting all over. You're starting over with experience. There's a that's wisdom, Phil. Right. Yeah. And the history. We talked about the history of this. It's been fantastic talking to you, Dr. Milnar. And uh, we're going to start the next podcast pretty soon so our audience could listen to that as well. So until then. Uh, thanks again so much for joining us, Dr. Milner, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Phil, and my pleasure to be with the audience tonight.